All right, good morning. All right, starts with verse 1. Following along the theme of joy, uh, Paul calls the Philippians to rejoice in the Lord. And for someone in prison to say that, you know it means something. And I like how he says, uh, to write the same things is no trouble to me. It's like saying, this never gets old for him. And it'd be interesting to think, what is something personal for you that you never get tired of telling others uh, about God or about faith? You know, recently at ATR, at um, the 30s, had a chance to record something for the 20s to hear. And these are like Paul's words to us, younger ones to hear, as it can help us um, safeguard our faith. Now, verse 2, Paul starts off with a warning against those who are legalists and those who promote righteousness based on works, who say you must be circumcised before you can become a Christian. Now, back then, it must have been such a temptation to assure yourself of salvation by doing works versus first knowing that you are saved by faith and works are a result of that assurance and this is no small distinction because while the works may be the same how God is viewed and related with is entirely different if you are saved by grace then there's love gratitude humility but if it's because you are earning your status by your works then there's going to be pride looking down on others and insecurity when you don't um, match up I think many of us can relate with that struggle, especially after we sin. Instead of finding grace in the cross, we all get complicated with being sheepish sheepish with others and not grateful towards God. So this is no small issue. Paul testifies of this, giving his own credentials. But in verse 7, it says, But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. So truly knowing Jesus as Lord takes away the need to earn a right standing before God. Similar to chapter 2, there's a letting go of elevating the self, and instead the goal and reward is simply knowing Christ, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. Those who don't want that life will naturally turn to works, but that falls far short of experiencing God's mighty power through his resurrection, verses 10 and 11. And that sentiment continues through verse 13. The first part says, Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. As much as Paul has personal credentials, he knows that's not sufficient for anything. His goal, his desire is to strive to know Jesus more. And so he says that verse 13 and 14, I'm straining forward and press on toward the goal. The heavenly prize, being with God the Father in heaven, is worth pursuing with everything we have. There's a need to go back to that. It's a time to marvel that heaven awaits us and to actively long for it with all of our being. Sometimes with so many things going on with family, home life, work, ministry, it's hard to get out of the whirlwind to recognize the amazing story that we are saved and redeemed and that heaven awaits us. Of course, during Easter, we have times to do that, but just in the day-to-day, this is something we need to fight for, creating space in our heart to marvel at this fact. Verse 20, but we are, but our citizenship is in heaven who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. And those are the kind of things that we can take time to dwell on even through today's DT to appreciate that, to give thanks to God for that.